0: What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief and effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, Caleb Pearson. Joining me again in the host spotlight, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Good. Hey, we're having a mid-May heat wave we're getting ready to move into. Which yeah, is...
0: and I've seen no cicadas yet, so what's yeah, the deal? Yeah,
1: I don't know. Fake news. I have a
0: bunch of holes in my backyard, but I haven't seen a single cicada. Somebody in the FBC page, I think, or something, posted a picture of a cicada, but I have not seen a single one. We're gonna get
1: slammed. Like it'll just happen one day, and like. Oh,
0: I'm excited. They've arrived. I'm so excited. Have you seen any cicadas?
2: No, not this, not this go around. Okay, man, it's interesting.
0: Uh, He's back with us. I'm back. I wasn't here last week. Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark, it's good to see you, my friend. Thank you. I love you, dude. I hope you know that. Yeah, well... It's, it's so good to see you here. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's jump into a Sunday in Review, Romans
2: 12. Which... Which let's not have unhypocritical Right, love let this, it buddy. be genuine like <laughs> and generous <laughs> right. generous yeah. genuine love yeah. did that smack <laughs> a little bit uh, were you just transitioning to our <laughs> podcast today <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll prove it
0: i'll prove it only for the next 25 minutes <laughs> and then the moment the camera's off you could forget about it uh, yeah. um alicia i'll come your way first much to talk about fbc weekend to debrief and we'll go from there
1: So the the Sunday sermon was, I I was so full of emotion. I, at the beginning of the the start, you shared that story about uh, Bill Quinlan and his nephew, David Lucas, Mm. which then had me like tearing up and I had this big lump in my throat. And (laughs) then he moved on to Romans 5, 8 and how God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were centered, he yet sinners he died for us and so i'm just like thinking i'm gonna be crying through this whole sermon and you're moving along and then pastor mark you started talking about the fruit of the spirit and the the fruit that pops on the tree and then that you made that popping sound (laughs) And I like jumped out of my chair. I was like,
0: <laughs> What service what service? I
1: was at the 9 a.m. The 9 a.m. Yeah, okay, which cool. is also a segue into the, the another thing that really jumped out at me. So when uh Pastor Mike, you were giving the description of hypocrite and uh which is someone who speaks from under a mask. And um I was in the 9 a.m. service and as most of you know that's a mask only service so we're all sitting there <laughs> behind the mask and i'm thinking how very relevant this is and Interesting. Uh, yeah so i i was um <clears throat> under deep conviction through all of that and um i it, in in the midst of that i was thinking i <sighs> how can I love genuinely? Because mm. I do, and I think that we all can find ourselves in that spot where we're just behind that mask, where we're um, pretenders in so many ways. And um, and I had that picture from back when we were in Romans 5 and the circle of being in Christ mm. and in Adam. And I had to remind myself, no, I'm not in Adam anymore. I am in Christ. And It is by his spirit that he will enable me and will empower me to love others. And I am, I'm still sinning and I still have tainted wicked motives a lot of time, but I do because I am in Christ. I have this new identity. I can walk in his spirit and I can love genuinely.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And, And there's so... There's so many assumptions in any passage that you teach, <clears throat> but you could go back to again verse one by the mercies of God, mm-hmm. which then forces you back to chapter five mm-hmm. and six and seven yep. and eight, and so um, yeah, that was the point. I wanted to share a little bit of the the times, Second Timothy, the perilous times, mm-hmm. the troublesome times and this mm-hmm. day, of the lovers of self, the narcissism, right. but that as believers, Galatians five, the fruit of the spirit can mm-hmm. be um, a, re- a reality in our life, set that groundwork so that when we come to this passage, um, it's not something like, um, "Yeah, I can't do this. I, I can't. Uh, I can't love like Jesus loved. Mm-hmm. I can't really do what He's called me to do." No. Yes, we can. Right. It, it, not I, but Christ in me. But mm-hmm. He's given us everything we need, so that what is being commanded here. And calling us towards that unhypocritical love can become a reality. Doesn't mean it can't be without a fight. It's it's going to, you know, we we live in a fallen world. We have the world of flesh and the devil that's fighting the war against us. Um, you know, battle is uh, real in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. But we truly can uh, live out the calling that we mm-hmm. have.
1: Yeah.
2: One
0: thing for me that stood out was, as you really try to wrestle with how can I love other people, I think it's easy to fit into this comfort in your own mind where you're like, I I don't hate other people. And I think there's a difference between biblically loving somebody and just not hating them or not being evil towards them in any way. Neutral. Or
1: indifferent. Indifference. Yep, yep. The indifference
0: and the neutrality of, Mm -hmm. oh man, you know, and you compare yourself to other very clearly evil misdoings and you tell yourself, I'm pretty good by that standard. Right. But the standard God calls us to is transformational.
2: Yeah. And it's just so... And, and this coming weekend, I'll get into that more because the next phrase is, abhor what is evil and cling mm-hmm. to what is good. Right. And there is deep emotion. There's a deep spiritual sensitivity. And that's where that word hatred actually is used. It's hate what is evil. So you mm-hmm. you you can't be neutral. I just finished a book, uh, read a book. Uh, I may bring this out this weekend. We'll see. But entitled The Color of Compromise. It's written by an African-American mm-hmm. And it's 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 a very interesting historical perspective of it's subtitled something like uh, the uh, evangelical Christians' complicity in racism, but it goes back into some historical things where okay there might have been a neutrality there it wasn't like you know overtly racist but there was mm-hmm. a complicity a, a mm-hmm. complicit mentality of indifference or neutrality of mm-hmm. blank closing our eyes to it. Um, Paul is saying here that what should reflect us as believers is a true, authentic, genuine, real-deal love that abhors evil and really clings to what is good. Hmm. But that's for next week to talk about more. that's good. Well,
1: and and Jesus, he loved us genuinely, and we have to have the Spirit's power in order to be able to do that, to be able to love Mm -hmm. others compassionately and to be able to have that genuineness um, as he has loved us because we in and of ourselves, we can't love others as he has loved us. A friend last night um, at our small group meeting, she brought to light John 3, 34, which says God gives the spirit without measure. And that spoke to me so powerfully because there's not a limit to um, the the spirit being poured out to us. We get more and more. (laughs) It's inexhaustible. And so we have this wellspring of Holy Spirit enabling at our disposal, at our disposal. Mm. And what a gift of grace. Yeah. And um, so I think that it's, it's good for us to recognize where we are falling short, where we are um, putting on that mask and this false facade and being aware of our hearts. And then moving forward in repentance and and asking for the Holy Spirit to to help change our heart and to to mold it and to give us that love that comes from Him.
2: The, the, the frustrating thing, though, is is discovering that because we're blind, we, we have a blindness where uh, maybe everybody else can see it, but e- that's the thing. And
1: it's ugly. Like, well, who wants to look it it shows, at that? <laughs>
2: ugliness shows up because it may, it may come across. I quoted from First Corinthians thirteen, the love chapter. You know, I can uh, give all my possessions to feed the poor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, everybody would say that would his love. And then Paul says, but have not love. Well, wh- why would you do it? Mm-hmm. I could give my body to be burned and have not love. What do you mean, how can I do that and not love the person I'm dying for? So Paul, in that statement, is is raising the real possibility that we can do a lot of, lot of empower, powerfully spiritual, sound-seeming, as mm-hmm. and religious-looking events, uh, activities, and it can be eviscerated Uh, with out of uh, love can be eviscerated out of it and so it how do we how do we detect that how do we ask ourselves paul raises this real possibility when he says don't let your love be hypocritical all right gotcha paul but now what do we do next to find out if that really Mm. how do we do what 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 do we do um to find out if that's a reality in my life
1: well i think that our keeping an eye you know our eyes on the object of our faith is is very important because in your sermon, you shared about Eve, you know, as she, she, um, took her eyes off of the object of her faith and she looked toward herself and she, she picked that fruit thinking that by doing this, she would become wise. And so she was thinking that, um, if she did, who was it um, when you said the A plus B plus C? Yeah, is Larry Crabb, the, Crab, yeah, the Larry, law of linearity. Yeah, the law of linearity. So if I pick this fruit, hmm. and then I'll be wise, and then I'll be like God. And so she fell for that same deception, right. which we can do too. And um, that made me think about 1 Corinthians chapter 3, starting in verse 11, Um Paul is saying, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wool, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it, but it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test what sort of work Each one is done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. So we can be doing things um, that are of stubble, that will eventually have no eternal value, no reward. It's gonna be burned up. Or we could be building with those precious stones, which is that. Genuine love that is eternal, that's not going to be burned up, that has value, that um, Mm. is beautiful. And
2: and if you look at um, going back to that Eve thing, or or that First Corinthians eleven or three passage you looked at, one of one of the questions is, what what was it that Eve thought she didn't have that led her to turn in? I mean. And then apply it to, she lived in a perfect environment, a perfect garden of eating. Everything was given mm-hmm. for them, except that one tree you can't eat. And then, and that's where Satan tripped her up. What? Why do people love hypocritically? What is the hole in their soul that that is that inward look mm-hmm. that says, if I do this act of kindness or if I do this, something goes better for me. So again, hypocritical love is a love of convenience. It's my convenience. It's a. Mm-hmm. It's really a love of self. Why, why do we get ourselves in that situation that we feel like I need to play this game of love that ultimately then betters myself? Mm-hmm. And I think the bottom line comes back down to we don't see ourselves complete in Christ. Mm-hmm. We do not. Eve. Satan smuggled in the assumption that God was holding out on her. God had given them everything. Right. God has given us everything we need for life and godlessness. Yeah. Transformed with a true new identity in Him, a fellowship, unhindered fellowship with Almighty God. What is it that we possibly could lack that would cause us to act mm-hmm. in a hypocritical way and a disingenuine love? Pure deception.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Something that is smuggled into our thinking that says, I'm unworthy, and therefore I can make myself more worthy if I gain their approval, or if I did this, or if I did that. And that's the rottenness mm-hmm. of hypocritical love. The, again, the problem is we're so oftentimes blind to it. And again, that's where we have to come before the Lord and say, as David did, search me, try me. What's going on in my heart? And see if there's some wicked way in me. Going to our friends, our uh, our roommate, our spouse, and saying, "Okay, b- please be brutally honest with me."
1: Because <laughs> if- our well, and our like the people that we live with are the ones who are most likely going to see the real us. That's, That's right. where the real ugly comes out. is right, right.
2: is, is right. the
1: people with the people you live with.
2: So I think it, it is a, 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 that little phrase in that part of a verse: "Let love be without hypocrisy." Is um, should pause, cause us to pause and really not pass over it too quickly, which is why we spent a whole sermon. In fact, wow, I, that's another thing. But man, I preached way over time last week. But did you? I did. I did. Classic. But, yeah. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I love you, man. And now the true <laughs> and now love. Now the real, comes The mask is <laughs> coming down. That's right. Please. Yeah, caught on camera. But <laughs> but I, I I think we just need to dwell. In our in our own mm. life before God with an honest heart before him mm-hmm. and say you know are there things that I'm doing that have the, the the stench of self all over it and it might I might be fooling people um, you know you can fool a lot of people. Some of the time you can fool a few of the people most of the time, but you can't fool everyone all mm. the time. All
1: the time. <laughs> It'll right. come out. Good. Yeah, which is God's kindness to us. And first yeah. John chapter four, starting verse seven all the way through twenty-one talks about you know, it's that God is love chapter and loving one another and abiding in him. And that's so I think that's where we need to just plant ourselves is abiding in him mm-hmm. and keeping our focus on the object of our faith, who is God, who is love. And that's demonstrated through his son and the work that Jesus did on our behalf. And hmm. when we really internalize the gospel and take to heart what Jesus did for us, then that makes it so much easier for us. that's helpful for us to love others who may be difficult to love when
0: it's it's being at the feet of Jesus that will give us clarity but what we leave we live as if okay well w- once I get some clarity God then uh, then I'll come to your feet but it's really like to be in fellowship with him regardless of that and specifically for this past Sunday it's so easy if your heart's not oriented right or the flesh in you to be like oh I, I know three to five people I know they're masked <laughs> they're masked right now instead of our first instinct is so rarely, Oh wow, God! Like, show me where my mask is. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. takes
1: take the log ooh, out of my eye.
0: Yeah, yes, so absolutely. There, but and it's, but
2: there's a real risk to that, mm-hmm. and so oftentimes we don't want to go there mm-hmm. because it it does. If you are, if 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 you are, um, um, overly hurt. If you're dealing with woundedness, um, anyway, and you've been loving maybe. Hmm. hypocritically anyway and some things the last thing you're going to want to do is get that even deeper exposed look just be satisfied that i'm at least faking it i'm you hmm. know <laughs> i'm 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 being nice at least okay so it's wrong motives but at least, but to, to have that ripped open and exposed is even harder but again that's where the gospel comes mm-hmm. in. And we come back to the cross. We don't deserve anything, but this is who, how God has loved us. Right. Until we bask in the warmth of his unconditional, unhypocritical love for us, we can't impart what we don't possess. Right. As believers, we possess it. But we we've got to swim in it. We have to, like you said in John, we have to abide in there. Mm-hmm. We have to keep coming back there, mm-hmm. and that's where we're gonna we need the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We have to be reminded of that. That's why it's crucial to be in a uh, in a Bible teaching church, to mm-hmm. be in in a, in a in a fellowship of saints, of uh, small groups and whatever, where you where that is being reminded we're being reminded of that, and the gospel is being rehearsed over and over because we're so easily swayed. By that desire uh, to, to kind of do our own thing, to look at what I'm maybe missing and being deceived into thinking, uh, mm. if I do this and this and this, then things go better for me. And that's the putridness of self-love.
1: Right. right. Mm. Well, and then we miss the point because genuine love is self-sacrificing. And that's uh, it's not a, a taking, it's a giving. Um, Sometimes it is of the receiving, which we talked about last week, that that is an act of genuine love as well, is to be on the receiving end. Um, but it is self-sacrificing, just as Jesus was self-sacrificing for us. And I love that you shared the John thirteen one verse, that Jesus, Jesus loved his own to the end. It, there's this enduring, faithful love that hmm. doesn't stop. We are never, ever, ever, going to fall out of his love, loving kindness towards us as this genuine love that he has for us, it, it's going to go on and on and on. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to end. Yeah. And it's not a temporary, like, oh man, I've fallen out of his love again. You yeah. know, no, that's a lie.
2: And I, sadly, I think so oftentimes those lies are planted. The seeds of those lies are planted in our growing up days in our home mm-hmm. that yeah. we, we, we put that conditionalness—we may not, mm-hmm. we, we might not mean to do it—but mm-hmm. as parents, we can kind of plant those seeds. That yeah. if you do this, mm-hmm. then you'll make me proud, or uh, then you will be on the receiving of my love. We, we wouldn't say it that crassly, mm-hmm. maybe, but we have to again. We have to be careful. Um, the spirit-led life—it's got to really be lived out at home. Mm-hmm. It's got to be—that's where it starts because we are laying groundworks for hmm. the next generation, how they're going to view God. Um, if, if we're not modeling that unconditional, now that doesn't mean, you know, obviously, entitlements and letting kids do whatever they want to do, and because that's not love either. Right. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's it takes a lot of wisdom to, um, to, to maneuver between the world of flesh and the devil and uh, my newness in Christ and live mm. out.
1: That's why we way. need that. Re- transformed, renewed mind, yeah um, to be yeah. able to offer our lives is yeah. that living sacrifice.
2: I wanted to bring one other thing out is that how do you know how do you know when you are really um, loving? The first question we talked about was how do you know when you're loving hypocritically, but how do you know when you're really loving unhypocritically? Mm-hmm. And I go back to that Galatians five passage again. That the fruit of the spirit is love, and then it's followed up immediately with love, joy, oh and peace and patience. And I, I'm thinking of John fifteen as well, where Jesus said, uh, you know, if you abide in me, verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want, it'll be done for you. My Father's glorified in this, that you bear much fruit and prove to be my disciples. But then he says in verse ten, if you keep my commandments. You will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And these things I've spoken to you, so that my joy may be in you Mm. and your joy may be full.
0: Mm.
2: Does God want us to live a life of joy? Of course he does. He said, I spoke these things so that you will Mm. experience the fullness of joy. And I think when we are loving unhypocritically, and it really is the, the, a fruit of the Spirit that's flowing through us, even if it costs us greatly, there will be joy. What's the difference between a person who sells all their possessions and give to the poor but has not love?
1: They have the joy that passes all understanding. <laughs> if they do it with, with Christ. With, yes.
2: If they do it with, with the, the Spirit. Right. If they don't, and they still give all their possessions hmm. and don't have love, there is a there is a, a, a joylessness. It is mm-hmm. a it is an outward act of religiosity of of some type of outward religious conforming to something, and it's the joy is gone. Mm-hmm. So I think how do we know if if real unhypocritical love and it's a fruit of the spirit flowing f- from us? Mm-hmm. It's when it is accomplished, and you walk away and you're saying, Lord, you know you are good. And no matter this cost me and this hurt, whatever it might be, I never got back what I thought I would wanted. But God, for some reason, I'm finding peace and joy, and it's in in that relationship with you. Right. Ultimately, we sense
1: His pleasure. We do, yes,
2: we do it for Him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We it's out of obedience to Him, and all that matters is right is mm-hmm. to sense His pleasure. Yeah, and that's where joy comes. And it's neat mm-hmm.
1: because Paul is getting ready to. Lay it out super yeah. practically here yeah. for the rest of the chapter and what that looks like and how we can practically love genuinely uh, and step out in faith and do that. Um, yeah, so. well,
2: we'll unpack, we're going to go a little slowly through these next few verses. So, that'd we'll, be good. Um, yeah. Good. yeah,
1: that'd be really
0: good. It's awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. Uh, looking forward to discussing the rest of Romans 12, and it just speaks to the importance of sound biblical teaching and then just getting plugged into community, having people to have these kinds of conversations and really double down on that influx of information we get on a on a weekend basis. So as a reminder to all our listeners and viewers, you can find us all over the place. Google Sermon Spotlight. We pop right up. Don't forget to subscribe, leave feedback, and also send us questions, fbcva.life.org slash Sermon Spotlight. The fact of the...
2: yeah. Before you do your final mm-hmm. out, I got thinking, you know, what we've just done here, which we do every week, mm-hmm. it'd be fun sometime to bring a camera and some microphones into a community group setting because that's exactly what should happen in a community group setting, mm-hmm. right? Where where we wrestle idea. with and discuss yeah. uh, what what and, and try to flesh out these things. It'd be kind of fun to... That's good. Yeah. Mark yeah. Francis isn't here. Let's yeah. task him with bring, that. Bring, bring, bring the sermon podcast <laughs> well, we'll uh, into just, the... Yeah, we'll sermon spotlight hits our- the road.
0: There you go. <laughs> right, the ro- road trip. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. Uh, the fact of the matter, everybody is at sermons and i meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.